Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host and your homegirl, Brianna Christelle. Thank you for tuning in if you are a returning listener. Oh, hey girl, hey. If you are new around here, welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast streets. Here, we gonna talk about a little bit of anything and a little bit of everything. And my hope for each episode is that you just feel seen, encouraged, and like you had a great conversation with your homegirl. I'm really excited about this week's episode because I have the funniest story to tell you guys. I always love doing story time episodes. So without further ado, let's get right to it. How is your heart, sis? Okay, so if y'all been rocking with me for a minute, you know I like to start every podcast episode with the question, how is your heart? Because I just think it's so important to check in with yourself and see how am I actually doing The world is opening back up again. Things are starting to pick up and speed up again. So you might not have as much downtime as you did before to just like sit with yourself and sit with your feelings. So this is my favorite question to ask my friends and my loved ones also to ask myself. So I encourage and challenge you to answer the question, but I also answer the question just from a transparency perspective. um, I think sometimes it's helpful to hear other people are doing like if other people are struggling or whatever. So I will start. Um, my heart is, um, I don't know if I have a word for it. My heart is many things. Uh, Father's Day was this past weekend and I got to spend almost tw- a full 24 hours with my dad. I went up for a short trip um, to Massachusetts and we just had a really great time. We went out to eat. Um, we went for a walk on the beach, which was, it was beautiful weather and I have not been to a beach in I don't even know how long. So even though I didn't like get in the water or anything, just to like sit and walk and feel the ocean breeze and get some sun, your girl got a little bit of tan, just felt wonderful. And then I took my dad um, for like a Father's Day, well, it wasn't really brunch, but took him to the steakhouse called Del Frisco's. And of course this man ordered the most expensive thing on the menu because I said that I was paying, but their food was really, really good. So I just really enjoyed spending spending time with him. Like when you grow up and you're not living in the house with your parents anymore, you don't get those like small little moments um, like you used to. So it was just nice just, you know, being under his roof again. And he is such an impatient person when it comes to like, when he wakes up, he's ready to go. But like for me, I'm like, okay, waking up is a process. So like even him rushing me in the morning, I was like, oh, I miss all these things. So my heart is feeling full and grateful after this weekend with my dad. Also, my best friend's wedding is this week and I'm just so full of so many emotions. My best friend, Nicole, who has been on several episodes of the podcast, uh, she was on episode 16 proof that God is still out here answering prayers for a godly man and she was on episode 22 um reintroducing yourself to your friends because her and I have been friends since undergrad this is our will be our 10 year anniversary of being friends so her getting married is like oh my goodness 
like if you go back and listen to episode 16, um, the one of her saying that there's still proof that there are godly men out here and hear the story of how she met her soon-to-be husband, it'll just really encourage you, especially if you're a single lady out there and you're like, are there even any good guys left? Her story is just super, super inspiring, super heartwarming. So I'm in her wedding this weekend. I'm giving a speech. I'm already emotional about it, but I know it is going to be a great time. So that is how my heart is doing. It is full for my weekend with my dad, and it is um, super mushy and emotional at the thought of seeing my beautiful best friend walk down the aisle to the love of her life. So that's how I'm doing. Um, How are you doing? How is your heart? How are you feeling? It is officially summer if you are in the U.S. Like officially, weather is getting super nice. How are you feeling? What are you doing to fill your love bucket, to recharge? Are you hanging out with friends? Like what's your priority now that we have nice weather and things are opening back up? How are you feeling? How are you doing? How is your heart, sis? Time to check in. Okay, so let's jump right into today's topic, and we are going to be talking about ghosting. Now, to anybody who is online dating or dating in general, um, you are probably familiar with the term ghosted. Either you have been ghosted or you have ghosted. If you're not familiar with the term, ghosting is a relatively new dating term that refers to abruptly cutting off contact with somebody without giving that person any warning or explanation for doing so. Now let's get into some of my experiences with ghosting and how this episode um, came to be. So if you listen to episode five of the podcast, me and my really good friend Kim talk about online dating and why we've gotten into it. This is at the beginning of the pandemic and it's a really great episode to date. It's one of my most listened to episodes. So definitely go back and listen to it if you're needing some encouragement to either get into the dating game or if you're feeling like you just want to know how other people are navigating that space, definitely highly recommend it. So I personally have been ghosted. I have been ghosted twice and well, I've been ghosted more than twice, but two times specifically that have like hurt my little feelings in a big way. (laughs) So the first time that I was ghosted, it was actually when I had like first gotten on the apps. And I don't know if anybody else has had this experience. I feel like a couple of other friends have told me they have. But like when you first get in the apps, like there's usually like one person that you connect with and you're just like, oh my goodness, this person is amazing. And you think like great things are going to happen. And that's what happened with me. There was this guy who I matched with, I think it was on Hinge. And it was like literally within my first week on Hinge. And his profile, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is too good to be true. He seems freaking amazing. Like I was super into it. So we started talking on the app. I think eventually he asked me for my number and we were texting. And it was like really, really good conversation. It was like, you know, when you're texting back and forth and back and forth, it was like great cadence because we were both home stuck in the house. And it was just so good. And I was like, oh my goodness, did I find my husband in the first week on Hinge? That is crazy. (laughs) Spoiler alert, that's not what happened. Um, But so yeah, we were were texting, we're having a good conversation. And I am not a person that loves small talk. Like I like to get deep. And so I think I started like going in on like, 
okay, so like, tell me about like your last relationship. Or I think maybe I asked like, what was the biggest thing that you learned from last year or something like that? I don't think those are super big questions, but I guess to him they were. And so he was like, you know, like I'll share more as we get to know each other. Like I just, those are things that I just don't feel comfortable sharing. And I was like, okay, that was around the dating question. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like more and more deep questions that I asked, like he didn't want to answer them. Same with like, what was your biggest lesson? It was like, yeah, you know, like, you know, I'm just a private person. And I'm like, sir, what? Like, how are we supposed to have a conversation? Like enough about how your day is doing and like what you do for work. Like I want to have deep conversation. And so I think this was like maybe like two or three days of like me kind of trying to pry and him pulling back. And, but in my head, I'm like, because I like, oh, this is a whole other podcast, but I like a challenge and trying to get somebody to open up, which is not a good thing. It does not serve me well. And I need not to date guys like that. But I like that challenge. And so with him, I was still like, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. And then he ghosted me, like just stopped texting me, didn't respond back to my message. And I'm not necessarily a person to double text. I don't remember if I did double text him or not, but yeah, it just disappeared. And I was like, wow, I thought uh, this was this was going well, sir. I guess not. So that was my first experience being, well, it's not my first, but again, one of the ones that I remembered because I, in my head, I was like, oh my God, he's perfect. And that was not the case. Let me tell you about the second one, which was actually recent. So the second time I got ghosted or the most recent time I got ghosted was actually a couple of weeks ago. And it was this guy who I really, really liked. Like I felt like him and I had great chemistry we had a good cadence of how often we talked. He was funny. He was witty. He was super smart. Um, he was a little bit older. He was tall. He was attractive, had a nice body. And I was like, okay, very excited. Um, he was also upfront about what he wanted. So like when we were talking on, cause him and I matched on Bumble. So when we were talking on Bumble, he like after a day or so, he was like, Hey, like I'm really enjoying our conversation. Would love to continue this via text. Um, if you're down, because, you know, I know things can get lost on the app and I don't want to, you know, risk the chance of losing you on the app. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at him pursuing. I love that. So we moved to texting. And again, texting was really good conversation. We would talk on the phone. We talked on the phone maybe like once. And then his birthday was maybe a couple of maybe like the following week after we had matched. And I don't, you know, I obviously don't know this guy, so I'm not gonna go all out for his birthday, but birthdays are important to me. So I was like, you know what? I can FaceTime him and FaceTime him until 12 o'clock the night before his birthday to be the first person to say happy birthday to him. So that's what I did. I stayed up way past my bedtime to talk to this ninja on the phone and FaceTime him and all that other stuff. And I thought it was a really, really good conversation. And he had a big work presentation the following day. So his communication was a little bit sparse the next two days. Um, But I didn't really pay any attention to it because I was like, you know, he has a big work presentation. It's fine. Then he went completely silent for two days. And I'm like, um, okay. And I was devastated. Like I actually cried about it. I was super sad because with dating, there comes rejection, right? And it's just like, oh my goodness. Like it's just a lot. So I was very sad about it. And he texted me two days later and was like, hey, sorry for my silence. Um, My cousin died. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. You know, let me know if you need anything. And he told me this on Saturday and our date was supposed to be the following Monday. And so I was like, 
you know, if let me know if you need to cancel or you want to reschedule. No, that's what I said. I said, let me know if you want to reschedule for Monday, um, because, you know, I understand that this is, you know, it's, it can be a lot. Um, and so he was like, okay, you know, he's like, I'll let you know. So then Monday comes around and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to have to reschedule. I'm just not in a place to like talk about this. And I was like, okay, like totally understandable. Um, you know, let me know if you need anything. Like I'm here if you want to talk, if you want to vent, but also no pressure. And he never responded. And I reached out again and he never responded. And you know what? Like, I know everybody grieves differently and handles death differently. Um, but it's been like a whole month. And I was like, I thought we had really good conversation. And, you know, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was me. Maybe he just had a lot on his plate and realized he couldn't date right now. Who knows? But that is the pain about ghosting is that you don't know. You are left to fill in the story for yourself. And that is why I, well, okay, let me not say I vowed to never ghost because I have definitely ghosted, um, but I I ghost if somebody is having like poor communication and it's usually not somebody that I've gone on a date with. Like if they're on the app and they're just not interesting, I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to continue this conversation. So I just won't respond back. Um, But I usually try not to just up and go somebody when I'm dating them. And then I'm just like, no, I'm not interested. Like I try to tell them that, although not always. And that leads me to my most recent story time and today's episode, which is basically an update on my dating life. So you guys are welcome. (laughs) But Basically, this story time about this guy that I totally should have ghosted, but I didn't. So there was this guy who I started dating maybe about a month ago. It was it was actually I started dating him right after the other guy ghosted me. We went out for tacos and it was cool. Like he was very intentional about planning our dates. We went out several times. He would always pick spots that were close to where I lived because he you know, didn't want me to drive super far. So very, very intentional, very, very thoughtful. But in our interactions, I just didn't feel a pull to him. Like I didn't feel what I feel like I needed to feel to move forward in a relationship. And I was very conflicted on that because I feel like oftentimes like I get these really nice guys that like, you know, want to shoot their shot or take me out. And for whatever reason, for one reason or another, it's just like something that like I'm not drawn to or that I'm not pulled to them. And it makes me feel bad because I'm like, wow, this seems like a really nice guy. So that was my conflict with this person. I'm like, Brianna, he's intentional. He's so, you know, nice. He seems super genuine, very caring. Um, like what, what's the problem? And so I went back and forth for a while on those feelings. And ultimately I was like, you know, I have to honor the fact that I don't feel what I feel like I'm supposed to feel here. And I don't need to justify it. I don't need to like, wreck my brain trying to figure out like, well, why don't I feel it? The the point is that I don't feel it and I need to be honest with him about it. So I, <laughs> so at first I was going to ghost because I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I think he really likes me. I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'd rather just, I, you know, I wasn't going to ghost him. I was going to text him, but I happened to be out with a coworker and she was like, you know what? 
I don't think that you should ghost. Like that is just people avoiding responsibility, which is totally accurate. Um, but whatever, like I do what I want. <laughs> and she was like, no. And so she was like, like making a full case on why I should have a phone conversation with this person. And I'm like, Claire, that's her name. I'm like, Claire, millennials don't have phone conversations when they're ending something. Like at most you will get a text and, or you will get ghosted. Like that's how we handle things. Um, but she gave me this really, really great example. And she said, you know, there was one time I was interviewing for a job that I really, really wanted. And after I interviewed, I thought the interview went great. I killed it and I got the job. And either later that day or the next day, the hiring manager called her and told her that she did not get the job. And she said, you know what? I just wanted to call you and let you know that you were great, but there's an internal candidate that we're going to hire. So I just wanted to let you know that. And, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. And Claire said that like in that moment, she just felt like she respected that person so much because what she did for her was take the guesswork out of why she didn't get the job. She told her, hey, you didn't get the job because of the internal candidate, but I thought you were great. And Claire was like, you know, so just imagine being able to take the guesswork out of this for him because, you know, clearly he likes you. He's being intentional. He's planning all these dates. So why not just give him the respect, I guess, of telling him why? And I was like, dang it, that's a really good point. And then also she was like, and this would be a great topic for the podcast. And I was like, you are absolutely right. So I'm going to do it um, all for all for the content for the podcast, right? <laughs> okay, so let me tell y'all what happened though. So I decided, okay, um, I'm going to talk to this guy. And it had been like maybe a a little less than a week of us not really communicating that regularly because I knew that I wanted to pump the brakes. So I just kind of slowed down my communication. And I remember how it felt to have homeboy uh, ghost me and never text back. And so both homeboys. So I was like, you know what? I'm sure he's in his head about like, okay, why am I not responding? Let me just talk to him. So I asked him for some time. Uh, that would work for him. And we scheduled the time. I'm a scheduler. So anyways, um, we scheduled our time. And so I, we get on the call and I'm feeling like super just like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is going to suck, but this is the grown up thing to do as Claire put it, um, which is true. Um, but I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like nobody does this. So we get on the phone and we are having just casual conversation like oh how have you been how's work blah, blah blah and eventually I'm like hey there's something that I did want to talk to you about and so I just wanted to be honest and so I told him I said you know when I started online dating I said that I wanted to be the type of person that I wanted other people to be to me and ghosting is never fun ghosting sucks and so I, I didn't want to be that person um and so I said but I just wanted to be honest with you about where I am. And I basically don't feel a romantic pull here in this relationship. Um, I don't feel enough of a pull here for me to want to progress in this. And I just wanted to be honest. I also told him that I really appreciated how intentional he's been and the great dates that he's planned and how I just really appreciated how he's gone about dating me. But I just wanted to be honest about where I was. And y'all, let me tell you... <laughs> Why was this man so combative? Okay. He was like, oh, okay, um, thanks for sharing that. Can I ask you a couple of questions? And then he was like, Well, how long were you feeling this way? 
And I was not prepared for that question. I was prepared for him to be like, thanks for sharing. It's been fun. Good luck on your journey. Goodbye. But he was like, yeah, how long have you been feeling this way? And I like fumbled my way through that question because I was like, um, the whole time. But I didn't say that. I was just like, I forgot what I said. I definitely was not prepared. I stumbled through. So I was like, uh, okay. And he was like, well, was there anything that like led to you feeling this way? Like any one thing that I did? And I was like, no, nothing that you did um, specifically, but you know, just overall, just how I felt in general. And, but there was one incident that had happened. It wasn't the thing, it wasn't the nail in the coffin, but there was something that happened that like I didn't um, appreciate. And I did share that with him. And he was like, well, you know what? You really shouldn't have been holding these things in. Like you really should have spoken up. I wish you would have said something so that it wouldn't have festered and bubbled over like it is now. And I'm like, sir, nothing's bubbling over. I just don't like you. So anyways, um, so he's going in about that. And he's like, um, and if I can provide some feedback for you, I said, excuse me, what? <laughs> what? And this man proceeded to tell me, he was like, you know what? You weren't super responsive via text. Like you make time for what you make time for. And I don't feel like you made genuine time for me. You canceled two dates on me and made no effort to reschedule. You prioritize seeing your family over seeing me. And I understand that family is important, but that was very telling. This isn't that. And you really shouldn't hold things in and blah, blah. And I was like, okay, record scratch. Er, hold sir I was like first of all you're absolutely right in your assessment that I did not prioritize you which should have been telling of where my feelings were and yeah sir you're you're absolutely right like there were dates that I had canceled and I didn't make an effort to reschedule and that doesn't make that right does it? No, absolutely not. But those were your signs, my guy. And like, you're making my point for me. There was not enough of a pull here for me to prioritize those things. Yes, I did prioritize going to my little cousin's graduation over going on a date with you. Yes, I did. Um, But that, again, was proof to me that like, I'm clearly not all in this. And so he was kind of going in y'all. And I didn't say all that to him because I was like, you know what? Like this is clearly somebody reacting to the rejection. And he's, I mean, he's absolutely able to ask these questions. Like, you know, I would, I personally, I would never ask those questions if I was getting rejected, but Hey, I get it. I was like, okay, you know, fine. But I was like, wow, this, like, I was not prepared for that. And Afterwards, I was like, you know, is there anything else you want to get off your heart, your mind, your chest? Like, clearly there's a lot here and you're telling me not to keep things bubbled up, but you're reacting to things that happened like three weeks ago. So let's not be the pot call. Let's not, let's not be the pot calling the kettle black, sir. Okay. Okay. So as you can imagine, it was an awkward end of that conversation and yeah, after the conversation, I thought to myself, I'm like, how do, how do I feel about how that just went? <laughs> and the first thought was, I should have just ghosted him. I should have just ghosted him. Bump being this being responsible and telling somebody how you feel junk. I should have just ghosted him because who has time for that? But when I saw, sat back and thought, I'm like, you know, most people, that's why we do ghost, right? Most millennials, we ghost one to probably avoid that moment of tension, um, the, the possibility that somebody could hold you accountable 
or tell you how you made them feel and share that with you. Like that doesn't feel good. Um, you know, him letting me know that I didn't make him feel like a priority and all that stuff. Like those are moments of tension that you could just avoid by never talking to the person again. <laughs> but I do think that conflict resolution is an important skill. And I am a person that um I don't avoid conflict. But when my feel when I think I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings, I avoid that. So like if I'm breaking it off with somebody, I would rather just run away than do that. And I'm sure that's true for many of us, right? If like we think that we're gonna be the one responsible for hurting somebody with our words, we'd rather hurt them with our silence. So we never know, right? Like homeboy from Hinge a couple of weeks ago, he probably assumes that maybe I'm hurt by his silence, but he doesn't have to deal with me being like, dang, that really sucks that you ghosted me, right? Like he doesn't have to deal with those feelings. He leaves me to deal with them. And that's so much easier for us. But I think that as much as I did not enjoy the conversation, I think that I do want to continue. Well, I hope, hopefully I'm not continuing to have to turn people down. Like hopefully the one that is supposed to be with me and I'm supposed to be with will just turn up so I don't have to do this anymore. But anyways, until then, for those of us that are dating, I know ghosting is the easier thing to do. I know it absolutely is. But just think about how you feel when you are ghosted. It does not feel good. And think about what is to gain by having the tough conversations. My conversation with homeboy was tough, but it was good, I guess. And it made for good podcast content. So I don't regret it. Um, But yeah, like for those of us that are online dating, let's try to be the people to others that we would want them to be to us. If you wouldn't want to be ghosted and you didn't like being ghosted, hey, lean into those tough conversations. Now be prepared in case homeboy want to come at you with 21 questions. Like be prepared. That person might not receive it well. You hope that they do. You hope that they're gracious, but they also might not be gracious and they also might come at you real crazy. So brace yourself for that. Um, And I also want to say to anyone who has been ghosted and they're just feeling really down like it's not a good feeling but hopefully you feel um somewhat maybe encouraged is not the word but um you feel better about the fact that you're not the only one that this is happening to and one thing that my therapist says to like reframe it is like that wasn't your person so if a person did not stick around or whatever like that's not your person and quite frankly, you don't want somebody who can't express themselves, you know? Like, I feel like somebody who can say that, right? Like, if I had a guy that would say that, like, hey, you know, this is not really working, whatever, that would demonstrate more to me a person that I want to be with because I'm like, hey, he has the ability to do X, Y, and Z, and I would be more hurt over that than somebody who just runs away from conflict because guess what? I say this all the time. I don't want somebody that's a quitter. I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't know how to fight. And so if you just dip away and choose the easy route, that to me means that I don't want to be with you anyways. So if you've been ghosted lately by some bum who don't want to be with you, guess what? You don't want to be with him. I don't care how cute he was or how fine his profile was or whatever. You don't want to be with somebody that cannot use their words and tell you that they this isn't working for them. That's probably not going to be a good partner for you anyway, boo. So be encouraged and just know that if you've been ghosted, it's okay. You didn't want his funky little behind anyway. (laughs) 
And since this has low-key become a full dating update episode, um, I did want to just give you guys a follow-up to episode 39 about my dating epiphany. Um, If you haven't listened to it, definitely go back and listen, especially if you're single and you're out here in these dating streets. It's it's not easy, (laughs) not at all. Um, But my epiphany has really changed how I have been dating. The advice that that doctor gave me really changed how I have been approaching it. And I've been having a lot more fun, you guys. Like my dates have been so fun. I've been meeting really cool guys. And, you know, yes, sure, I go out with some of them and I'm like, "Mm, you're not the one. Like, and that's fine. Um, But I'm learning so much about myself in this dating process. And last week I told you guys like how much I'm changing and just changing into a new person. And a part of that change is the person that I want or who I envision myself with, like that picture of the guy in my head that I think I'm going to end up with has changed so much. And I don't even know like fully what that is. Right. And as I'm dating, I'm figuring out like, oh, I really like that a guy does this. I like when a guy does that, like I've realized on dates, if a guy has cologne on, like I'm automatically like well a nice smelling cologne like don't pull up with nobody's axe or whatever but a nice smelling cologne is important to me on a date right like it's not a deal breaker but I notice that I'm more attracted to the guys that show up on a date with a nice smelling cologne so I'm realizing like I like when a man smells nice I like a somebody that I spend most of the date laughing with like that humor is very important to me I think I've said that before um but yeah like so for anyone that's listening if I know I have a, a decent amount of single ladies that listen to me. I know it's hard in these dating streets. I know it can feel like where the heck is my person? And when you're dating in an interview style, right? Like tell me all the things about your life, which I have done. And that's what I did to the first homeboy. And homeboy was like, I'm not with it. It makes it less fun. Um, So this summer, I'm committed to having fun, to going on dates, to learning what I like, to experiencing new people, and to having a great time. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. Don't put so much pressure on it. I know it's easier said than done. Still give God your desire to be married, but it is okay to have fun dating, y'all. Okay? That's all I want to say. It's okay to have fun dating. (laughs) And so that is my update for y'all. I hope this episode was helpful for somebody, or at least it gave you a couple of chuckles. (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment, especially if you listen to Apple Podcasts, because it just helps more people find the podcast. So shout out to all those of you guys who have left me a review already. I read every single one of them because my love language is words of affirmation. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your next couple of weeks and you find a reason to shine bright on purpose. Bye guys.